Before we get started, I just want to thank you guys for tuning in and apologize for the delay and any inconvenience that caused over this past week. Uh, we did have some scheduling issues, but everything should be good on track and ready to go. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy Civil War. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to MCU Staincast, episode 19. We got a big oh, yeah. one today. We're finally here. We're finally at Civil War. It's about fucking but Before time. we get started, before we get into that, as usual, we have the other co-host. What's going on, guys? It's DL in the building. And we have our two guests with us as well, both of which you should be pretty familiar with. One we saw two weeks ago. Oh, what's uh, going on? It's moist. <laughs> <laughs> what's going Mom on, guys? It's Mom Varela. How y'all doing? So, well, thank you guys. The scumbag for regulars. Yeah, the, everybody oh, yeah. back. Of course. The you know I had to pop out for Civil War. Ugh, sucking Civil War. I mean, in a good way, but OD sucking Civil War. Absolutely. But before we get into that, we do have some other things that we would like to get into first. Um, first and foremost, thank you to everybody who's bought merch over the past couple of days. Um, you know, it, it's, it means a lot to us to, to see all the support, as well as everybody who's followed us on Instagram and Twitter. Speaking of which, DL, if you would like to discuss. Yeah, so uh, me and Hag have been talking about it. And since we're getting a couple more followers on Instagram now, uh, we figured the best way to like kind of like uh, incentivize you guys to have more people follow us that we're just going to have a giveaway when we get to 70 followers. I'm not immediately up to date on what we have now i think we're at 48 49. i believe you are correct it's 48 followers on instagram yeah so when we get to 70 uh we're gonna do a cute little giveaway for you guys uh including the, obviously our two guests they're more than welcome to take part in as well yes um, um, however of the follow count there are two that are not so just take two to whatever the follow count is because uh me and dl obviously don't count towards our own giveaway yeah we're not winning a giveaway unfortunately even though it would be pretty funny to just have, like, oh, yeah, the winner is myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look at that. Yeah. yeah, but uh, so it's just going to be a shirt or hat of your choosing. Obviously, you choose the size, choose the color. Um, I we were going to just do it where it's, like, a selection of a couple things, but just to make it simple, just so, like, it doesn't get super complicated and just so no one buys a $130 fucking comforter and we have to pay for it. Um, <laughs> we're going to do a pillow and a pillow, my God. And we're going to do a t-shirt and a hat. T-shirt or a hat. That. You guys get yeah. to pick, you know, which logo design, which color, all yeah, that. Yeah, of course. You get to customize it, and it will be shipped directly to you. Um, but, you know, intensify people. Tell, tell them to uh, give us a follow. Yeah, tell them to get in there. But we also are doing a little bit of um, a new structure for this episode. We're kind of taking Civil War, the, the beginning of Phase 3, as our sort of Season 2. We're trying to make things a little better, streamline things, make it a little more interesting for you guys to, to tune in and listen to each week. And with that, we do have our first new segment called Rapid Fire News. Um, pretty much we're just going to take all the points that don't mean much, that we don't have much to discuss, just rapid fire them right off. So starting with that, uh, we actually do have a pretty big one. In less than 100 days, uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness comes out, and god damn, I can't wait. Oh. I cannot wait for that movie. <laughs> we also I have a couple. Of, of course, I mean it's what we're looking forward to next. Yes, but sir. we also have quite a lot of rumors. Um, actually, everything else for the uh, rapid fire list is rumors. 
Uh, we do have Toby Maguire will be returning as Spider-Man in Doctor Strange 2. <laughs> Jane Foster's Thor is going to get her own project after Love and Thunder. She-Hulk, Moon Knight, and Miss Marvel are all said to have multiple seasons. John Bernthal will return as the Punisher. And the last rumor is that Werewolf by Night will be in multiple projects after the Marvel Studios Halloween special, I believe this year, or maybe that's next year. John Bernthal. That's all we have for Rapid Fire News. He's my friend. So was I. And uh, the second part of our uh, new news concept is that we're going to have like the in-depth section, which is more going to, it's going to be like the more like uh more like a larger bullets. Yeah. Larger bullets. Jeez. It took me a second to figure that one out. Yeah. It's just a little bit more like uh, in-depth as the name says. Conversation um, starters. Yeah, exactly. So for the first one we got is Loki's uh, Loki season two is uh, set to start filming in London this summer, that which is, I mean, news. it's fantastic yeah, news, but I mean, God, I hate I hate how long so far away. That's what I'm saying. This summer, like I'm still I'm still getting beaten up by the winter right now. No, but yeah. I, I knew because uh, I saw that actually. Because obviously, sorry about the delay. Forgot to mention that in the beginning. Uh, there were some issues with this weekend with recording, but I did see this was the new the one news point that I saw that came out earlier today that I saw and I was like, all right, I, I know for a fact that Mumbrella is going to be happy about this one. Yeah, because I remember you guys had a little question. You were like, what is your most excited uh, Marvel property that's going to come out soon? Mine was season two just because I thought season one was fucking fantastic. I think it's easily the best Marvel TV show that has come out so far. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah, for sure. And just like the whole implications that it had on the universe like that, it's it was massive. Yeah, no, exactly. I completely agree with you. And I'm, I'm I, like, season two can't come soon enough for me because I mean, I'm sure Kang will definitely take part in it. And they're probably waiting to set him up a little bit more, hopefully, in more projects. Oh, yeah. I say it because I, because I like the fact that they introduced him in season one is just so crazy. Like the fact that we're now not supposed to officially see him until Quantumania just doesn't seem right to me. Mm-hmm. I still remember the first time when we all saw it and you know, the elevator opened up and we just see it's Jonathan Majors there. And we were just like in shock to see him that. And yeah, I know. I didn't even fit. It didn't even feel real, honestly. I was like, oh, shit, it's honestly, fucking Kang. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you literally – you had all six of us sitting there thinking, yeah. is that Kang? Because they, they did it with where he was so far away at first. Like, you you honestly didn't even recognize him. And then yeah, once exactly. you got that close-up shot, we all – all six of us were like, holy shit. I also love the fact that, like, you know, they didn't even mention Kang the Conqueror. The only thing they did was, like, this little, you know, the Conqueror, you know, that's all they yeah. said about the name. That shit was pretty cool. Yeah, they, they were super like sleek about it. Like, where it's like, if you know, you know, kind of business. And I, that's my favorite yeah, in terms exactly. of entertainment. That's like the best form yeah. of entertainment. It's like, if you know what, if you know what he's saying, you know who he is, basically. Exactly. Uh, another thing I got is uh, Abomination will be human in She Hulk. And I didn't look in too much into it. Is that confirmed or is that still like yes. in the rumor? Uh, mill? Tim Roth had an interview recently where he was talking about She Hulk working with, with the actors and, and on the project and everything like that. And he did confirm that Abomination. We will see Emil Blonsky in the human form, whether that be flashbacks or whether he gets, you know, reverted back. I don't know, but okay. that is, you know, confirmed. Are we seeing Mark Ruffalo in human form? Does anybody know? That was in the trailer. Oh, right. You're right. You're right. We were seeing Mumbrella in human form. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Yeah, because I know Xander was giving his two cents on it when we were in Bosque this weekend. And I, I agree with most of you saying, like, I feel like the whole point of Abomination is, like, he's fucked himself over. It's so, like he can't turn back. Like, he's stronger. But, like, the the like, the like dual-edged part of the sword is, like, he's stronger, but he can't he turn can't back. Turn like, back he, he has to look like that the rest of his life. 
Yeah, which, I, I agree. Which I agree with that. I mean, I'm hoping it's more flashbacks that we see because I mean, we didn't really get much of his character development in the Incredible, Incredible Hulk, Hulk, and we haven't seen him for what will be what uh, eleven years since that movie came out. Yeah, because yeah. I don't consider Shang. I don't consider Shang Chi like abomination. Like you, he's literally in it for a scene. So like that's yeah, kind of. So Hopefully we get more of uh, development on him, and I'm sure they're going to because, like we said, they keep bringing back all the the old stuff to tie back into what they're doing with Phase 4. Yeah, The Incredible Hulk will definitely be a mandatory rewatch before She-Hulk comes up. I agree. No, I, I, I highly recommend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do rewatch it. But uh, that's all we got for the news this week. So I know we forgot to, t- to talk about it last week during the Eternals uh, podcast, but we do have some new content, not directly re- related to Marvel, but we did have a new episode of the Book of Boba Fett. We didn't go over the one episode four, which was supposed to be last week's during the Eternals. So we're just kind of we're going to mix it into one. There's like there's like some pretty stark differences between the two anyway. So like you guys can kind of chirping when you want to. But for episode four, I think it's probably the best one, not including episode five. I think I it's agree. definitely the best episode. Like you yeah. see, like the most savage form of Boba, and that's the thing that I think a lot of people were having. Like that was their gripes with the series is that we see him in Mandalorian. What was a season two, and he's absolutely violating these clones. He's just killing everybody he sees in the most yeah. gruesome manners, and then he's kind of like super like calm and chilled out, which I can understand the reasoning like behind it, like how he kind of like being in the Sarlacc kind of humbled him and that kind of stuff. But even so, like he still has that. He's still like a clone at the end of the day who's like kind of made the kill. Like he's a bounty hunter, so. I like to see that more gruesome side of him. I like to see him just slaughtering that biker gang. I think that was probably the best part of the season is when he just looks at Fennec and she just gives him the nod after he smokes all of them. That was that was absurd. And then the, <laughs> the killing killing the Sarlacc with the uh, the sonic bomb was honestly perfect. Yeah, motherfucker got iced up, and so he's finally sad. yeah. No, and then we finally got the confirmation that he's fully healed, so he's no longer scarred and deformed anymore. He's just looking like regular Tamora Morrison, which I got no problem with. <laughs> fuck with that. Was this this was the same episode that Black Chrysanthemum ripped the uh, Trandoshans' arms off, right? Yeah, looking like Spence Lee. Not the Trandoshans, the, <laughs> whatever the species is. That that yeah, was whatever. Episode. It's the same difference. Yeah, you you know what I'm talking about. It posted now, episode, up in the club. Episode four was good. It definitely. I'm glad we're not getting the um, flashbacks anymore. I do think the 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 series should have been structured more linear linearly. But you know, it is what it is. However, what did get my uh, you know, Chodas Picus was the ending where we heard a little bit of the Mandalorian theme, which actually goes right into episode five, which was that. literally an, an episode of the Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was literally the book of Mando. Like, we did not see Boba Fett once in that episode. It was Xander yeah. was talking about it uh, on the drive home, and he literally just said, You see the new Mandalorian episode. <laughs> That's literally what it is. It, yeah. it, it is. It's like there's the only tie that it has is at the end of the episode, Fennec pulls up on him. Is like, yo, we need you. Yeah, I would. I honestly would have liked to see Boba. Like, I mean, I understand that like it was about the Mandalorian, but the name of the show is the Book of Boba Fett. So, I mean, I would have liked to see him at least post it up, like having some sort of tie to the series. But I mean, whatever. We're gonna see him next episode, so it's whatever. Not that big yeah. of a deal. I mean, but I, I, a, this episode was great. Seeing the dark saber and. And um, seeing, you know, Mando's repercussions of, of what happened in season two with taking off his helmet and everything like that. Yeah. There's some hating ass motherfuckers for their crazy ass creed of not being able to take off your helmet. That shit's out of pocket. I mean, they are, but it's just it's that one, you know, subcult yep. of the, the Mandalorians. Obviously, you know, mm-hmm. with Bo-Katan, Satine Ren, Boba Fett, all of them, they don't follow that. 
Yeah, and it's cool to see more um, lore on Mandalore. More, that more lore true. on that, Mandalore. Yeah, that that was great to see the yeah. um, Night of a Thousand Tears. Yeah, that shit was looking cool as hell. I, I just like seeing Empire like like during the Empire like continuity. I don't know what it is about it. Like just seeing like the Empire bombers and stuff like that. It just brings tight brings you back to the good days of Star Wars. Yes, sir. Before they ruined it with the sequel trilogy, but I will say if the book of Boba Fett, <laughs> if the book of Boba Fett cleans it up like the way they did Mandalorian, I could definitely see like Star Wars is officially back on track in my opinion. Right now, it's still on shaky ground just because like you made three movies, one of which wasn't horrible, but the, the latter two, my god, and that's all I'm gonna say on that. Yeah, but I've gotta confess that like I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan, but I gotta be honest with you, I've watched the book of Boba Fett and it, it's it's reeling me in. I'm not gonna lie. I kind of like how the series is going, and it's pretty good. Magoo. I know, I know you were mentioning about how you didn't like the story it was all like not linear, but I kind of fuck with the flashbacks. I kind of, you know, it felt a lot more emotional to me. I kind of fuck with that part of it. I like the flashbacks too, personally. Yeah, I mean, like I, I see both sides of it. I, I do think that, you know, we it, it helps to see why we why boba is doing what he's doing in the present day mm -hmm. however if it was all given to us all at once it would make more sense in my opinion like yeah I, I i can agree with that because like watching it like without really any like prior knowledge it's kind of like you know i was kind of like stuck figuring out like exactly what is going on but like when everything became pretty clear it, it, it hit a lot more i feel like looking in the flashbacks yeah yeah if there's one thing that Star Wars is good for, no matter who's the director of it, is its cinematography and its world building. And like even through the sequel yeah. trilogy, the plot and the script was incredibly suspect. But at least the cinematography and the world building is always like literally top tier. Like that's what Star Wars is known for: is like the soundtrack, like the shots, like the crazy mm -hmm. shots, and then obviously the world. The world building in Star Wars is always just on another level. Yeah, and we'll definitely. I mean, this ain't no real spoiler alert, but at some point in the future, we will be covering Star Wars and. We will be getting very deep in depth with all that. Yeah, no, for sure. It's it's till I my next like next most anticipated thing to break down here on the Staincast. So whenever okay. we finish up with all whenever we finish up all like the Marvel projects and we get caught up, whenever that's going to be to be determined as of right now. Uh, we're probably going to Star Wars is definitely one of the is the front runners for what we're going to do next. But Star Wars Star Wars is the next big project that we're going to cover. But besides that, is to be determined. DC. Uh, Papa no. for episode three. <laughs> sounds good I'll, I'll write you down i'll, I'll get yeah, you down pencil me in for that i got you but I, that is pretty much all we have in terms of the uh you know beginning yeah is it time to get into the meat it's time oh, to get yeah. to the meat of this episode it's time to get into oh, captain america goddamn civil fucking war all right before we all start with this i just gotta say right off the bat pending no way home Top two, and it ain't two. <laughs> That's all I got is that. If, if you guys can't tell, this man has a little bit of a hard-on for Civil War. Mumbrilla, I, I have up? a genuine question. Genuine question. Absolutely. I want I want a realistic like answer from this as well. Okay. How many times have you watched Civil War? So, so here's the thing. If you're talking about the entirety of the movie, my attention span is not that long, so I haven't <laughs> sat through the entire movie you know, more than like a handful of times. But if you're talking about certain scenes, which I'm sure we'll get into later, uh, at least three times a week, man, I put it on. It's the get right game. It is the get right game. Whenever I'm trying to get tucked in or if I'm just like literally like not doing anything, you know what's going on the TV. And honestly, on, on, top, 
on topic for that, I actually have a question for all of you guys. I'm, I mean, we obviously know what the answer for Mumbarella is, but what's your most rewatched Marvel movie? So I feel like it's pretty accurate considering we're talking about how much we love this damn movie. It doesn't have to just be like, um, I mean, yeah, we, we just do the entire movie. Like obviously scenes like take precedent over it, but what would you say your most rewatched Marvel movie is? Yeah, I mean, you guys know mine, so. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, mine's probably Infinity War. I love that movie. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. That. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Infinity War is just it's literally so nonstop awesome. action. Yeah, it, it's literally just action yeah, for yeah. however long the movie is, two and a half hours or whatever yeah, it is. It's, like, it's funny that you guys mentioned Infinity War because like I rewatched Infinity War for the first time in a while the other day, and like that movie hit a lot more than it like you know me watching Civil War is just because like I feel like I've seen Infinity War a lot less than Civil War. But yeah. um, I mean, I, I still love Civil War, but just. A lot of other movies hit more than some more just because mm-hmm. I haven't watched as much. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I can almost guarantee that once I get my hands on a physical Blu-ray copy, that No Way Home will beat out Infinity War. But oh yeah, as of right now, with No Way Home not being released uh, out of theaters, it's it's Infinity War. Yeah, that's why I, I made sure to say pending No Way Home because that, oof, that movie was a masterpiece. Yeah, but no, reeling ourselves back in. Time to actually mm-hmm. get into. The debates. Let's go. So we'll start off. Moist, I'll let you take this one away first. Uh, your favorite and least favorite characters. Favorite character. Probably Cap or Bucky, of course. Yes, um, sir. Least favorite, uh, Hawkeye, for sure. <laughs> I mean, who, Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Mom's taking that one to heart, bro. You heard his feelings. I didn't care for Vision too much in this movie. Uh, Well, he's spitting in the beginning, but, you know. Vision be spitting out throughout the movie, honestly. He do. I I, I don't agree with that Vision statement. I I, I never take Vision. I don't agree with that Hawkeye statement. (laughs) No, I'm not going to lie. As soon as Hawkeye came on screen, the first thing I wrote in my notes was mid-eye. Bro, come on. (laughs) Listen, I was already on the Hawkeye episode. Y'all know my feelings about that. But mom, um, you want to go next? Uh, yeah. So I think my favorite character is probably gonna be Black Panther, just because I think he's um he's the most tough in this movie, even more so than he was in his own movie and Infinity War and Endgame. Um, the least favorite character. Uh I honestly am <laughs> not sure to be real with you. I think maybe Ant Man. I think honestly probably Ant Man. Yeah. He I he just, just wasn't like he... it it was a cool inclusion, but like it just he, he felt out of place to me. I don't know. I agree. He, he and he was also he was definitely like a like a like like the definition of a side character. Like he wasn't like there to do anything, like change any like stay. Like he was more just there just to add a body to like the, for the Avengers yeah. to fight. But I mean exactly. It's fucking it's it's Ant Man. Yeah, it's Paul Rudd. Like I didn't mind him being there, but it's just like it, it was a little weird. Especially that scene yeah. where like he turned big. It's like I don't know. It, it felt a little kind of like jokey to me. Yeah, you I think that's just, giant man. I feel like that's just the that's just like the the crux of Ant Man. Like he's never gonna like deliver like a heartwarming or like some super serious scene, but like, he'll he'll make you laugh every once in a while. That is literally true. Yeah. That, is, that is what we discussed. Yeah, yeah exactly. Midman, but I gotta say, a favorite character, uh, side B, it's gotta be Thunderbolt Ross. I don't know what it is, but just his like whole performance, I think like he's kind of tough in this movie. I mean, William he has a lot more weight. Yeah, he has a lot of weight to this movie, and I fuck with it. 
Yeah. I mean, DL, if you want to go next, I'll finish this off. Sure. So my favorite character is, I mean, if it can't be exemplified enough, it is incredibly difficult to find a favorite character from this movie. And I'm sure it was hard for a lot of you guys trying to figure it out because it's just trying to pick one is the difficult part because they all do such a great job out of the main Avengers. Exactly. Out of the main Avengers who are like have the most screen time, they all bring their fucking their A game. Like they're all on something. They're on something else. But Absolutely. For the for the for the means of just giving one character, I'm probably gonna give it to Cap. He's just that guy in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, like for lack of better words, he's just that guy. Like, like he whenever he's on screen, like he just perfectly personifies like, at least my opinion of the accords and that kind of stuff. So I just feel like I relate with that character so much because I'm on his side for the most of the movie. Mm-hmm. And then my least favorite, and then my least favorite character, I'm gonna give it to. I'm gonna give it to Black Widow, not because of her acting. I'm gonna give it because of the decision she made. I don't think she, I don't think she would have been pro government. So I think. I think that was a little weird. I think that was a, definitely a scene when she agreed with Tony. I think it was it made for a funny joke when he was talking about like, "Oh, did you just agree with me?" I think that was funny, but like it was seems like out of her character, especially since like we saw so much like so much of her rebellious side in uh, the Winter Soldier. I think it was a little bit of a one eighty on her part. But kind of like at the end of the day, he, you know, she like stops Black Panther from capturing uh, yeah Stephen no. Bucky. So yeah, I feel like that was full circle. We- we were talking about this, or at least Xander and I were. I think you were still there. Though we were talking about it this weekend, we were watching it. It she doesn't really pick Tony's side because she agrees with him. She more picks Tony's yeah. side because she wants them to stick together. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's also my least favorite character, and this is absolutely not her fault. But I've seen. I've just been. I'm a victim to seeing all the deleted scenes, and she got almost her entire character ripped out of this movie. Like, if you guys have the time, look at some of the deleted scenes. There's so many scenes with her. In it that like just gives her character so much more depth to it, and it's just upsetting because in this obviously the previous movie in the Winter Soldier, I feel like she was like number three in terms of the pecking order. Like you had like the Cap, obviously you had Bucky, maybe not even so much Bucky. So like Scarlett Johansson was literally like the top three most important characters in the second movie, and I feel like she kind of took the backseat in this movie, and it was a little it was a little disheartening to see because I'm a huge I'm a huge Scarlett Johansson fan. Mm, yeah, I mean I I can I, I can agree with most of uh you know. Most of that. They, they definitely took out too many scenes with her in it. Yeah. But let me just say again, just because she's my least favorite character does not mean that she was bad in this movie. It's just so difficult to pick a least favorite character because they're all so damn good. Very so you can make an argument for every character to be your yeah. character. I would, not, I would not disagree with you at all. Mm-hmm. So, but I'll finish this off here. I do have to say, I'm going to give it to Spider-Man. I know he's only in it for like 30 minutes, but A, I'm a big Spider-Man fan. We've kind of been over this. But, but B... It is the perfect introduction introduction to this character. Like we we don't have to see that fucking Uncle Ben getting shot again. We don't have to go through all that. But like we pretty much get thrown in and we're like, all right, so this is Spider-Man. This is how he's gonna be. And it carries on, especially seeing the weight of, of all the movies that he's in progressing up to where we see him now in No Way Home. Just going back to see the the start of it is a nice refresher. Yeah, for sure. And I'll put an asterisk on my favorite character, and I'm gonna add Zemo to the uh, honorable mention because he is fucking amazing. I was gonna too. say, yeah, I was gonna say I'd be surprised if none of us had Zemo, but yeah, no, he's definitely like, he's definitely a number two candidate. Just the cap is just so fucking tough in this movie; it cannot be over like, exemplified. Like he is, he's the embodiment of the kid in this movie. He yeah. is the kid, absolutely. But we also he's also looking handsome. I mean, yeah. Oh my god, he, he's, he's looking like. He, He's looking like, especially in that one scene at the funeral, like when he's talking to Black Widow, he looks ridiculously handsome, like yeah. preposterous. 
Oh, I can't, I can't get it out of my mind right now. I just got that fucking picture of him. But uh, I'll finish <laughs> off with the least favorite character being Agent 13, Sharon Carter, the power broker, whatever you want to call her. Yeah. Just because mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't pick one of the other Avengers, so I kind of just have to give it to her. Yeah. Looking back on it, I might, I might agree with that, honestly. Maybe a little bit more than Ant-Man. I, I didn't really care for a character. Like, she doesn't she add she yeah. does not add much to this it's, movie at all. Like, I mean, she stole, you know, Cap and and and, and Falcon's gear back, but I mean, that was about it. Yeah, I I mean, he, he let like she let Steve listen in onto the interrogation, but that was, you know, was really it. Yeah, I agree. But uh, we also, I think this is probably a good time to switch over to the uh, poll we put on Instagram since it's kind of relevant. I said uh, on, on the Staincast Instagram, I said, who's your favorite character in Civil War? And some people, I think, they kind of just like, uh, kind of just had like the, because uh, yeah, like some people said like the intro of Spider-Man. And I guess that kind of counts as Spider-Man being their favorite character. I was, I'll just, so uh, Xander said Zemo. That, like when I saw that, that's what kind of made me remember that Zemo was fucking such a good character in this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, Olivia Olivia Jones said uh, the intro of Spider Man, and I agree with that. I think that intro was fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. But as a character, just same 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 energy. He's fucking amazing as well. Uh, Paco said Bemo uh, Zemo for those who don't know what that means. <laughs> Max said uh, Max always given the best, always given the best responses. Very wholesome. Elizabeth Olsen's tits. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not wrong. Yeah, <laughs> good. Absolutely. Good looks on the wholesome comment, Max. Uh, keep it coming. Uh, uh, Chet said Winter Soldier, Bucky. Uh, B said uh, Vision. Uh, he's chatting the entire movie. Gets my chode peeking expeditiously. You heard with the uh, exclamation emoji. Jesus Christ, uh, man. Jacob, Jacob, <laughs> Jacob also said Spider-Man introduction, which I will once again agree with. Yes, Smoke said the woman that pressed Tony about her dead son, which I think was also a very good, I think it was a very good scene. Um I, I, I like I, I like seeing some like favorite character, but I mean good scene, yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. That's why I said I think some people more like kind of just saw it as like the favorite scene slash favorite character. So it's whatever. Like, I I know what you guys are talking about. You guys don't have to worry about it. And then uh, Jason, uh, the guy who's currently on here, James Buchanan Barnes. <laughs> mm. I, I like how you added the middle name on there. I'd use his government. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I had to use. The I government. do got to say that before we move on from this, I do got to give some special love to RDJ. Our, our you know, none of us have given it, but I think just even if you're not on his side, I think just him as the antagonist of the movie, he just plays it absolutely perfectly. Yeah, he's tough. I mean, it, yeah, he's just RDJ even like when he's kid. tight. Absolutely, right? even when he's tight at Cap and everything, you just see like all the emotion in his face. You see that he's actually getting really frustrated. And then when it finally boils down to you know him fighting everybody, it, it's just yeah. beautiful to see his character. No, ex- exactly. No, for sure. I just think him and uh, Cap are just amazing foils off each other. Like they, they honestly just Absolutely. they bring out so much of each other. Like just by the conversations they have, like Cap can say nothing and Iron Man can say everything, and it brings out so much of Cap's character and vice versa. Like they could say nothing, yeah. and it just and it just it, it moves mountains. And I just I can't, it's just so amazing how well those two bounce off each other. So it's not even just the characters themselves either. It's literally the actors themselves. Like even just like looking at the actors, like even if they're not playing a character, like they just seem like, you know, they fucking battle each other. And, I don't know. Just the way they bounce off each other is amazing to me. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I couldn't agree more. Absolutely. But I, but I guess uh, switching over, uh, did you want to do favorite costume, Hag? Yes, I actually added that in <laughs> two <laughs> seconds ago. 
um, because I th- there's so many great costumes in this movie, and especially in the movies coming up as well, that I figured it's it's a debate to have because I'm actually yeah. intrigued to see what you guys said for this movie because this movie has some of the best costumes. Mm-hmm. Favorite costume? Huh. I'll blow it off the gate. Wanda, Wanda Maximoff. Her her costume at the airport is oof. I literally said in my notes, Wanda in, in her costume at the airport. Fuck all caps. <laughs> I agree with that. I mean, look, fuck. We, we yeah, all exactly. know how much. Fuck. We all fuck. know how much I love Baby Girl. We all know how much <laughs> I could praise Baby Girl, and then of course I will, and I agree with you one hundred percent. But I also do do have to bring up the Black Panther costume because it's better in this movie than the solo movie. Mm-hmm. I do like the uh, OG Black Panther suit better than the vibranium, like enhanced or the the nanotech one or whatever. The the one from Black Panther. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah it, it, it just looks cleaner. It looks more real because it is. Yeah. Yeah, because the one where he gets purple and he starts like absorbing energy, that shit is CGI city. Yeah. Like it's too yeah, much. That one doesn't look right to me. But I'm not um, your favorite costume, um, Moistermon. I like the Spider Man. His uh his costume in this. The start like the first Tony suit, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, I, I kind of like um, Cap's costume. I kind of like the whole idea where, like, in the beginning, like, before the whole Cortez race, and he had the, like, Avengers logo on his sleeves. But then later on, like, if you... uh, I think he was going to say how he ripped them off to say that he wasn't with the Avengers anymore. Yeah. Um, favorite costume? I feel like they're all pretty good. Iron Man suit up in the helicopter is pretty cool. I don't know if that considers a costume, but I really like that. Yeah, yeah the lean back. I literally wrote that lean back suit up. And I like, um, I kind of like how Vision looked. I feel like this is his best looking movie. I didn't really like how he looked in um, Vision's design doesn't Wanda. change. I know, but there was a something about like how it looked in WandaVision that kind of like threw me off. I feel like he looked like too too much of a person than like an actual android or anything. Vision but, having fingernails uh, will never sit right with me. Yeah, there was something bad of it when in uh, WandaVision that I didn't really. You rocking like. with Vision wearing clothes, Mumbrella? You rocking with Vision wearing a turtleneck? <laughs> yeah, honestly. But he's giving out that speech. I fuck with it. Vision. Vision. <laughs> but uh, I guess transitioning over to the uh, the best uh, moment of the movie, the best scene of the movie. Um, I, I don't know if, uh, Jason, you want to start first? Yeah, I'll go first. Uh, I'm sure there's I mean, a lot the of the airport so. scenes, like the, the, the low hanging fruit, like. That's how yeah. we a great scene. Yeah. That entire we can have a whole section of individual fights. Yeah, but uh, on like a different note than that, probably some. No, yeah, <laughs> that actually is the police going by on my block. <laughs> <laughs> Someone probably just got shot. Uh, anyways, uh, probably like when they're all chatting in the beginning, like when Tony's just sitting in the corner of the room saying nothing while the secretary's mm-hmm. chatting. And then, I don't know, that's just that whole dialogue sequence is just great when they're all just like first arguing or debating the accords and stuff. Yeah. Every every so character in this movie takes turns spitting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I think I have a quote from person. Absolute quote machines in this fucking movie. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And, and trust me, we will be getting to that as well. Um, But. Mumbrell, if you want to take it away with your favorite scene. Uh, I mean, I got a few, so I can go on and on. But I think my favorite is when um, it's just Tony and Cap talking after Cap got arrested. And Tony is, like, begging Cap to sign the accords. And you can just see Steve. He's, like, so close to signing. But then, you know, Tony, as soon as he says something about Wanda, then he turns. But I think that whole scene 
just like showing the difference between you know Steve and Tony, and just how Tony is like so desperate to get Steve to sign. I just, I like that whole that whole entire scene might be my favorite scene. Yeah, it's a tough ass fucking scene. Yeah. I'll, I'll say mine before someone steals it. The uh, highway chase scene. Mm-hmm. That shit is so that fucking is, tough. Was, yeah. Congratulations, Cap. You're a criminal. criminal. That shit is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I just love the choreography of it. I just think it's so like them just running past the cars, like literally running the same speed as car. Mm-hmm. I just think it looks so good overall. Like it looks. I guess that's the best way to say it. it looks fucking amazing. I, I highly recommend seeing the behind the scenes of how they film that too, because it is really well done. Yeah. And like uh, just a continuation that scene, Black Panther just pulling up, how you kind of like see Bucky running away, then you see the shadow of Black Panther jumping on him. Yeah. I mean, that's so that shit, that shit just looks dummy fucking good. And then yeah. I think the, the best part of that scene is Bucky stealing that uh, motorcycle. Mm-hmm. That was fucking amazing. That was a clean ass fucking maneuver. Yeah, for real. And then another ridiculous part about that scene I love is as soon as Cap is like chasing him in the Audi or whatever that car is, and he gets out and starts flipping around behind him, even he turns around. He's like, "Holy shit, what the fuck?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that shit's so low, dude. Um, uh, you got it. Okay, I was just say my favorite, one of my favorite scenes. Besides, you know, Spider Man's introduction, I'll just say that to get that out of the way. But, um. Just a small scene when when Rhodey's getting the CAT scan, the MRI, whatever he's doing, and Tony's like he's talking to Vision. He's like, "What happened?" And Vision's like, "I became distracted." He's like, "I didn't think you could do that." And Vision's like, "Neither can I." Like, I don't know what it is. That subtle, just one subtle scene. Just that one hits. It hits different. Yeah. Yeah. Just seeing. Like, I think it is. like the the kind of the stepping stones of how we see like. Vision is turning more humanoid. He's getting emotions. He's not just this robot that you know we thought he was, or that Ultron yeah. was. Mm-hmm. There's more layers to the Vision. Yeah, I completely agree. And it, it kind of just sets the stones for like in the future how we see Vision is like like you said like he's just so much more than just a machine. Like he's evolving. Mm-hmm. Like like, he, like every day he's different than what he was the day before that. And like how he kind of is aging in his own right, where he's kind of just establishing like all the stuff around him. Like everything's changing. I'm like he's not just like a machine where like he's just run by code. Like he kind of just adapts and like adds new. Just like just adds new true things AI. all the time. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, true. AI. Pretty much. Yeah, say pretty much. Uh, no, another scene I have add, is uh, you got it. You got it. Am I gonna? Add, uh, I think the scene where it like progresses throughout the movie, seeing uh, the Winter Soldier crashing Tony Tony's parents' car. I love how like we get like three different times we see that scene, and each time we see it, something else is added. Like the first time we literally just see him crash the car and he's stealing just the vials. The second time we find out that those are like the super soldier serums, and that there's more of them out there than just uh, Bucky and Cap. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, we see that it's actually Tony Parents that Bucky killed. I think that whole progression of how like it started from the beginning—that's literally like, the first scene we see. And then the progression, just seeing how that scene evolved throughout the movie, I think that was really well done. It was a good yeah. twist, for sure. The, yeah, absolutely. The one problem I did have with that is, I get there was a red herring. I get that that's pretty much what it was. But the other super soldiers were kind of just, it was a stupid plot point, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it was. It, I'm sure it was like the whole, like, that's supposed to be the whole twist. You know, like, oh, we thought there's going to be more super soldiers, but now it seems like just killed them all. But, um, yeah. I don't really mind it. I thought it was, you know, pretty cool. 
Another scene I have is uh, when Cap uh, pulls up on Bucky when he finds out where he is and he's kind of just like talking to him for the first time and he's like, he's like I know you're nervous or something, but you're lying or something like that. I think that's a cool ass scene. Yeah, absolutely. And then another thing from that scene is when Bucky said, I'm not going to kill anyone, then proceeds to kill probably like three or four people. <laughs> that shit is sickening. I really, I really got that written down. I got that written down. I'm like, I'm not going to kill anybody. And then he proceeds to hit somebody full force with a fucking brick. Right yeah, then he no. The, the worst one is when he punches through the wall and hits the guy in the head with his fucking metal arm. Yeah, like, that's, Jesus. And, and then that guy's head goes into the other wall and leaves an indent. Yeah, <laughs> that's so brick too. Yeah, I know. I know we were talking about it. I think we were talking about it with Xander and uh, when I was over at your house, Hag. I was like, I think what he what he meant to say is he's not gonna like. I mean, it's exactly what he meant. He's not gonna kill anyone. But I think most of these guys are probably never walking again or never gonna eat by themselves again. These guys are going to be eating out of a blender the rest of their lives. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I'm sure we could all go on and on with favorite scenes. But we're do something that's, you know, still pretty much the same with uh, our favorite quotes. Mm-hmm. Mm. I got a whole other list of them, too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This movie's, this movie's got it all. This movie's got the, they got the meaty-ass fucking cock. Mr. Moisture, if you would like to start off. Sure, sure, sure. Agendas change. Honestly, the, I mean that whole scene, fucking yeah. her cap spitting. They're just arguing the accords. Uh, a vision with it's like our very presence creates uh, conflict. challenge. Conflict. Yeah, our very presence creates challenge. Challenge creates conflict, and conflict breeds catastrophe. That shit's hard. Yeah, that shit's so hard. As as I said, catastrophe. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I got I got a whole list of these ones. I'll, I'll rattle yeah, a couple of them like, off there. Yeah, I don't I don't work like that no more. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the first one I got written down. <laughs> Most, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised no one had um fucking what is it Rumwell or whatever his name Rumwell? is Crossbones. Yeah, as the least favorite character because he was he so out of pocket. I mean, he's, he, but he's he's just, he's a meme. Like he, he literally yeah. he told me when you gotta go. You gotta go. You gotta go. And you're coming with you're me. Coming like, with come me. on. Like, it's just funny. Like, <laughs> right before they put his brain black in a blender. <laughs> in a blender. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta weepy about it. <laughs> that shit is fucking hilarious. Uh, congratulations, Cap. You're a criminal, of course. Of course. I, or following right after that. So I ask you as both warrior and king, how long do you think you can keep your friend safe from me? That's just so That's just yeah, so, that was so good. Another one. Don't bother. Don't bother, Miss Romanov. I'll kill him myself. Mm -hmm. That shit was so good. Or, or uh, even even Spider Man spit in this movie. When you can do the things I can and you don't, bad things happen. And when they happen, they're on you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think what I like so much about Chadwick, or just Black Panther in this movie, he's just so dismissive to everybody. Like he could not give a fuck about what anybody has to say, especially after. That's what I'm saying. As soon as his father gets iced, like literally, like, I mean, that scene with Hawkeye perfectly describes fucking him when, when he's like, oh, I'm Clint. I don't care. That's honestly how I, that's how I'd be pulling up on the Hawkeye show. <laughs> that's true. <Come> on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> okay, oh, I got a, nope. Yeah. I got uh, between Stark and Rogers. Like, did you know? And he's like, I didn't know it was him. And he's like, don't bullshit me, Rogers. Did you know? And then he said, yes. And that, that shit was pretty tough. And then um, Zemo and Black Panthers talk at the end. He's like, I knew I couldn't kill the more powerful men than me have tried, but if I can get them to kill each other, that shit was tough. Yeah, oh, dude, he's right. Like, yeah, and then Black Panther just says, Ventus has consumed you, it's consuming them. I'm done letting it consume me. Just seeing that oh. change is pretty hard. Everything so about that shit was tough. 
Mm-hmm. Another one from Zemo in that scene. An empire toppled by its enemies can rise again, but which one which crumbles from within and that's dead forever. I think another one of mine is when uh, Everett Ross is like talking to Zemo after he's got captured. He's like, how does it feel to spend all that time and effort to see it fail so spectacularly? And then Zemo's just like, did it? Did it, yeah. Like, shit. He's like, that shit didn't fail. He did exactly what he wanted to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also also with the, you know, the Captain Tony, he's, like, he's my friend. And then so was I. That shit, that mm-hmm. shit still gives me goosebumps. Yeah, that shit was crazy. Or, or even a good one from Wanda when she's breaking out of Avengers Compound. She's like, I can't control their fear, only my own. That mm. shit's hard. Yeah. Uh, one no from one from oh, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I'll just rattle off quick. It's when he said, I'm trying to keep you from tearing the Avengers apart. And he said, you did that when you signed. Mm. Yeah. I got another one from Zemo. He's like, I have experience and patience. A man can do anything if he has those. I'm like, damn. Zemo's a bad boy in this movie. Zemo's honestly a goaded MCU villain. Yeah. He really is. I even had it in my notes where it's like, I remember when I first watched this movie, I feel like Zemo was like, I was so uninterested in him, and I feel like he didn't really stand for much. But the more I watch this movie, the more it's just like, he's just so much more fleshed out every single time I watch it. Especially after seeing more of him in Falcon the Winter Soldier. For sure. Like, it, it just... It adds on to you know what we've already seen. Mm-hmm. So I remember the first time I watched this movie and remember seeing Zemo. I was like, he was a cool character, but I feel like he didn't really mean much. I didn't really get like exactly what he did. But now rewatching it over and over, I'm like, shit! Like this guy's plan was like, you know, insane. He had so much, you know, backstory and just, you know, hearing him talk and hearing the voicemails that he has from his family like that, it, it hits like crazy. Yeah, absolutely. No, for sure. And I guess. uh I don't know if you guys have any other quotes. I have a couple more quotes, but I'm not going to bother. I'm not going to freaking bore yeah, the we, listeners. We're all day quoting the whole exactly. I, I know I have a few more, but uh, exactly. I mean, we, we, we got we to at least mention, you know, Castle letter to Stark at the end. You're like, so no matter yeah. what, if you need us, if you need me, I'll be there. That whole, yeah. you know, that whole, that whole speech was fucking crazy. I agree. But I guess transitioning but, over to, to the yeah, I moment of the movie. I have a couple of them. I got some. I got a few. Uh, Jason, you want to go first? Yeah, definitely the helicopter scene. (laughs) (laughs) He's pulling down the helicopter. He's fucking Jack, though. Yeah, oh my. He definitely got the meanest pump right before that. Yeah, that was all real he did to our bicep. Jesus, that's fucking wild. Talk about going all in for the scene. Holy yeah, shit. For real. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, even Bucky yeah. was looking at me. He's like, holy fuck. This guy's off the juice right yeah, he's now. Cool. He's like, I literally have the same super solutions here, but I ain't that jack. What the fuck? That's what I'm saying. No, Steve Rogers just got it on him. One I think that's a little more egregious is at the beginning of the movie that fucking Black Widow surviving that grenade that was like two feet in front of her face. Yeah. That shit was fucking egregious. Like, oh, you blocks with a body and that just works? I wish. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. Like, like, even if she doesn't stand like physical harm, like her ear, her, like her hearing is gone. Like she's never hearing again. Like that shit is it's a small, sure. can close. Like it was an, an enclosed area that was literally meant to be airtight. Like it's a fucking APV or whatever the hell it was. Like she's fucked. Another thing I have to say. No, you got it. You got it. I was just saying. Also- no, go ahead, Nick. Jesus. <laughs> I also do want to bring up, uh, just because I don't want to forget, you know, Peter Parker's unusually attractive aunt. Mm-hmm. Can't forget that. Versatile man. 
That ain't a yay moment. That's a let's eat moment of the movie. Is, no, I just, I just, I was just thinking about that going with the quotes because I saw it in my notes. Because fucking Tony's chatting about Aunt May. Yeah. But Mama, yeah, I got, I got, yeah, I got another yay moment. Is uh, uh, Rhodes surviving all that fall after getting hit by Vision? Yeah. After That's falling the entire height, and all he has is paralyzed from the waist down. It's like, come on, man. He should be into a fucking bajillion pieces right now. Should like they should have op- they should have taken the helmet off and he would have been goo. Like he would have <laughs> oh, yeah. been goo and goo that, that inside that fucking. That is very true. Because God like, knows I, how high he was. Like come on. That's man. what I'm saying. Like he was like like I would have liked to at least see them like maybe like Tony, like maybe like catch him a little bit and have them both like something like he needed to have his fall broken in some regard, like for it to be like, even the least realistic. Mm-hmm. Like at the end of the day, it's still sci-fi. Like these guys are literally flying around. Like that's whatever. But like in terms of like stakes, like you can't make a movie where people are falling like that and fucking surviving. Like that shit's insane. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I feel like he should have died like that. Like, mm-hmm. Another thing I gotta say is, it, I, I talked. We talked about it in uh, the Winter Soldier. How the fuck is Crossbones alive, man? I have I have not, nothing to even say to that. <laughs> This is for dropping a building yeah. on my face. <laughs> He's so handsome. <laughs> I love, I love, I, I love how his hairline is still perfect though. Like, if you get your face singed off like that, your hair is not growing back. I think he's missing his one eyebrow, but that's about it. <laughs> he got his joint <laughs> touched up. Yeah, he got the LeBron. He got the LeBron treatment. Yeah, it was the fresh touch up. Yeah, fresh Yes, sir. Another one I have yeah. is Clint stopping Vision. That shit's fucking ridiculous. Like I, I don't know what he did to him. Like it's cool that like he stopped him for a couple seconds, but like I just don't think I don't think Clint's got the intangibles to have the technology to stop a fucking Infinity Stone. I That's mean, just I me. Know, it wasn't his those technology. Arrows, like, probably Stark's technology. Yeah, those errors are kind of crazy. I guess saw in Hawkeye. Like those errors are kind of crazy. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't really stop him for more than like two seconds. Right? That's like, true. I just saw it. It, it, it just felt out of place to me. It's like I don't think Hawkeye. Like, Hawkeye ain't that guy. It was probably like a, like a, a, a mini, a mini like EMP thing or something like that. Because Vision is a machine; like he will. Shut yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I like that scene. But anyway, I got another. Uh, yeah, I moment is Bucky surviving that kick to the face from uh, Iron Man in that last battle with uh, Cap and Iron Man. I don't know why, but every time I see it and just see Bucky getting kicked straight in the face full force from Iron Man, it, it's a little ridiculous to me. When is, is that is that is that like is that like when they're at the bottom of like the um the, yeah. the propeller it, thing after he got his arm yeah. blown off? Oh okay. It's like right oh, after, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, right after Tony starts kicking Cap's ass and then he's mm-hmm. about to like kill him and then uh James grabs his leg and then full force kicked right to his face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep, yep. Now I remember right now, yeah. He curb stomped his ass. That shit's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. He should not be talking or anything after that. I got a, I got one more I got one more yeah and like it's not one of those things mom where it's like you just see it after watching the movie so many times every time it just gets you more and more angry is when Spider Man literally says out loud uh, Tony said to go for your legs and then mm-hmm. immediately after goes for his upper body trying to stop him from grabbing yeah. the shield like yeah. I, that yeah, part written in my notes as well right, it just rubs me so wrong it's like it's like mm-hmm. it's one thing if he says that afterwards if he's like in a pinch where he has to do that but like just go for his legs you literally just said Stark said to go for his legs. Mm-hmm. And then he just goes but, straight for his, his arm or whatever. It's like I mean, he is being a cocky kid, which is what he is. Yeah, no, that, that, no, it's true. But I feel like it's just so ridiculous how like immediately after he did, like the quote was still coming out of his mouth, 
and he's going for his fucking <laughs> upper body. Like it's, it's a little bit egregious to me. Mm, I agree with that. That's uh, that's all I got for the AI moment in the movie. Yeah, I don't really have any more. Yeah, there wasn't much else besides that. On a movie this grand of scale, you know, you're gonna have some AI moments, but oh yeah, overall, for sure, okay, pretty good. Yeah, I, I honestly gotta give this movie props for like I feel like considering how many people are involved, it still feels pretty damn grounded as a movie. To be honest with you, like in terms of like the, all the politics that's going on, like obviously there's some scenes where it's a little bit crazy, like the airport scenes kind of out of control in terms of like what's going on. But I feel like throughout most of the movie, it does feel like a pretty like I wouldn't say realistic, but I feel like the politics involved kind of does give it a little bit more like human tint to it, which I like. Yeah. I gotta give it props for like just with the amount of like you know characters and everything, like you said, it, it still feels like a Captain America story. Like this, at the end of the day, this is Captain America Civil War, and it yeah, still yeah. feels like you know a Captain America story and movie, even with you know the grand scale of the cast that they have and like the whole plot and everything. Yeah. I gotta get a props at that point too. Yeah, because instead of just casting, this is like Avengers two point five. Like this is an Avengers movie. Oh yeah, like it has like, a bigger like, cast than than uh, Avengers one. I think even, maybe yeah. even than Age of Ultron. Like, mm-hmm. actually, I have one more yeah thing. I don't even know if I would call it yeah, but I just don't really understand it. Is when um, Thunderbolt Ross is talking about like where Hulk and Thor are, but like, what? Why does he care about Thor? Like, Thor is literally not even a, a resident of Earth. Like, he doesn't even live on Earth. And Hulk should be his problem. Yeah, I know exactly. So I, I thought that was just a weird scene. But I, I know we're gonna get into the whole debate about Team Cap, Team Iron Man. So I'll, I'll say I'll save uh, I'll save we, my cards. Yeah, we, we got a little bit for that. Mm-hmm. But I think I got to I think I got to get real close for this part. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, everybody, lean in. It's time to <laughs> moment of the movie. Thirsty moment of the movie. And, uh, I'm going to start us off because I'm already dummy leaned in already. And you guys already know what I'm going to say. So I'm just going to say it. Wanda Maximoff. Followed closely followed closely by Captain America. Because Chris Evans is a beautiful <laughs> man. I agree. Chris, Chris Evans got that thing on him. Mm-hmm. He Chris, Evans, Chris Evans is a bad boy. There's a reason that Elizabeth Olsen is baby girl. That's true. And this movie just helps to emphasize that. More specifically, when she's trying to keep that tower from falling down when they're yeah. running to the Quinjet. Oh, yeah. That's exactly the scene I had in my mind. Mm-hmm. Look, look, look. She ain't called Scarlet Tits because we like saying tits. We say it because it's true. That's true. That's facts. But I don't know if any of you other guys had a... I other not like Wanda Maximoff. I didn't really think there's any, you know, like thirsty moment. I, I mean, like Sharon yeah. Carter and you know, cat kissing. I kind of, you know, got my children a little peeking, but I mean, uh, I love Bucky and uh, and Sandra. Yeah. Into it. <laughs> it not, yeah. Me and it, yeah, that's me. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> I love how I love how cool, I love how much how cheese and cap was after he kissed her too. Like he kind of turned out. He's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was the second kiss he had since fucking nineteen forty five. Damn, damn. Cap's Cap's batting a hundred right now with his fucking with his kisses since nineteen forty five. That's all I'm gonna say. That's true. <laughs> Those are fucking, numbers. That's what I'm saying. That's a but. He's yeah, a playoff QB, anybody, bro. Unless He's anybody joking. has anything else for the <laughs> moments, I uh, I think we can move right along to the Stan Lee cameo, which is another good one. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, one of my favorites. Tony Stan, FedEx delivery driver. 
I agree with you, Moise. They really snuck this one in. They were like, nah, this, this, the movie was going way too quick throughout the entire time. That Stan Lee pull up. They had to, I feel like him at the end was perfect. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah there's, fucking... there's no real other place they could have put him. I said maybe in the beginning somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I like the whole scene. I just like, you know, um, Rhodey is still egging it on. It's like table one for Mr. Stank by the bathroom. Yeah. Like, all, all he, was, week. he was sucking it. That road is only paralyzed. That whole scene getting yeah. tight. Yeah. I think that whole scene was pretty tough. Definitely one of my favorite Stanley cameos. Mm-hmm. But I mean, to to play devil's advocate here, we did see in um, Age of Ultron, they have some pretty next generation medical technology. I'll say that. Like, like we, we, yeah, we saw we saw Helen Chow how she kind of like repaired that hole, but like, do I think that's equivocal to falling out of the sky type healing? No, no, no absolutely not. But I mean, it's, it's like it's hard to believe that this guy fell from God knows how high, and all he is is I know I know Tony said that he's like had like part of his spine broken or whatever, but like at the end of the day, he's just paralyzed from the waist down. Like, bro, it's like that's not possible. Especially considering the suit was off completely, so there was no like safety functions or whatever that tony programmed exactly, yeah. like there was literally nothing he was just in a metal suit exactly yeah, it was kind of out of pocket more than a little out of pocket <laughs> very out of pocket yeah but uh I, I guess before we get to the post credit scenes i guess we should uh start diving down start busting down on the team cap uh team iron man uh yes, predicament that another- we're faced with Another new yeah. segment for the podcast. We're going to have the question of the week. Something that we do to, you know, incite a little bit of conflict or debate. And, you know, this one we had to. Mm-hmm. Was Iron That's Man. true. So I'm unfortunately in the minority here. It looks like. <laughs> At least among the people on this podcast. Yeah. That's true. That is, that's a tough scene for you, Mumbrell, but I guess you're going to have to carry the weight for the. Uh, other people who are a team Iron Man for whatever reason. Yeah, so, team cap all the way. Steven, way to go, Team Cap. For those of you wondering what the fuck just played, um, that was a campaign from 2016 that they ran on the Marvel Studios Twitter where a character would congratulate you depending on what team you picked. And I just so happened to get Baby Girl herself. Let me just start this argument that I like. The Avengers needed to stay together. It is like regardless of if you put yourself in the position of the people who are living when you got these, you know, fucking people going crazy, doing whatever they want to do, and you just see the damage they caused, you would want, you know, someone to hold them accountable. And I think there needs to be some oversight. And at the end of the day, it's 117 nations. I just don't think you can, you know, go against that. All right. End of the day, Need to be signed. All even, right, Mumbrella. Even if you don't think it's a good thing, Mumbrella. from just a PR point, the Avengers needed the Accords. Mumbrella. I want you to to tell me, what do you think the number of kills, or like the number of, of civilian casualties that Ross was sucking about? What, what, do you, what do you think the number was? A realistic number? If we're talking about like realistic... No, no, like, yeah, like, what, what, how, like, what do you think? The no, what actually was? happened? Not, not the realistic one, because what actually happened in the movie is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, so, like, what do you think it was? It's probably like two hundred. All right, you're low balling it. It was three hundred. 
Like, which is ridiculous. Yeah, that's which ridiculous. is fucking ridiculous. Tobia, yeah. the Battle yeah. of New York, Lagos, and um, and DC. DC. Yeah, Shield. That was that. That's it. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. I remember when we were tallying that up to find out what the total death count was. I mean, the, the terms of the costing, like there was a shit ton of money that was fucking yeah. like, like when it talked about like, the expense and billions. But I mean, that's affected. Yeah, exactly. But the fact that there's 300 people that's who it. died that's total it. like that. First of all, that, that just don't seem right to me. First and foremost, it's a bit of a calf. Yeah, but if we're going to be using those numbers, which is the numbers that they have, I think they're very so much overreacting. And the reason why I can't be Team Iron Man is because I feel like the biggest problem is is that he's the reason for half of these problems. That's why that's I feel true. that's why that's why he's so for check because he realized that he's the one who needs to be in check for someone like Cap. What what specifically has Cap done that's that's, that's led to the loss of so much people? Nothing. I don't think I don't think it's exactly we're talking about specifically what Cap has done, just the event as a whole. I get the whole there's only three hundred casualties. But if you look at like the damage that they have caused, I mean Avengers, I mean, New York was fucking destroyed after the Battle of New York. Are they going to do not defend New York? I mean, yeah, like, you're going to let the the world get taken over by Loki? I'm not saying that the Avengers, you know, they shouldn't have been there. I'm saying that there needs to be some oversight on them. The problem is that someone who can be held accountable to at least clean up or take responsibility. And I get the Avengers. Stark was pretty much doing that. He had... The Department of Damage Control that went, you know, the Battle of New York to help clean it up. There, like he, he was kind of doing that himself. Mm-hmm. I so think. I think well, then? where I disagree is who's oversight. Like who, who's the who's the branch of oversight? I think a panel of the United Nations is a very bad idea. Every yeah. country's got different interests. What happens if so, what happens if there's a bunch of fucking about, I don't know, a bunch of hijackers hijacking a ship off the coast of Russia. What the fuck do the Avengers care about that? But, if, but the Russians, Russians and all their allies are going to want them to help. And the Avengers are out here being like, they're doing, they're going to jobs that they're not required to do. And then just going to put the world even more divided. Like, I don't know. See, I, I, I think, like, I, I think obviously, like, there's, you know, you could say, you know, oh, the United Nations guys are there, but obviously they're. If these are the fucking Avengers, they're not the fucking, you know, the FBI or whatever. They're not going to send it to, like, something that the FBI or some, you know, yeah. police force can handle. If there's, like, an alien invasion from New York or if there's fucking, you know, something that the Avengers are actually needed, like Ultron is coming up or something, then, yeah. like, you know, they definitely would call the Avengers for there. I don't think necessarily that they would call them for just something like the FBI or, you know, something yeah. else, like, could handle. Yeah, so, yeah, so, so my, my point I, I really is... is- you got it. I, I don't. I understand Cap's whole thing that you know, like agenda. You know, people with agendas change. You know that type of stuff. I get that. But like at the end of the day, it's 117 nations. Not everybody's agenda is going to change at the same same time. I think there is, you know, a, a fair amount of people that would be, you know, it, it's balanced out. Not one agenda is going to, you know, override 116 others. Yeah, I think it. I think it just. I think integrating the Avengers into a bureaucracy just doesn't make sense. I feel like it would mm-hmm. take them longer to react to situations. Like if you have, because like now, listen, what the United Nations needs to have a vote for where they should be sent. Like how long is that going to fucking take? What happens if a Ultron pulls up to vote? Ultron's a little different because Tony made him. So like that's let's say Loki pulls up to New York, 
and he's going to destroy the fucking world, conquer the world. How long is that panel going to take to vote before the Avengers can go there and start start saving people? Like, I just think putting them in that situation is just going to waste more time and more people are going to die as a result. The Avengers just need to be their own entity. Like, like, like I said, like Stark is already kind of backing his own shit. Like, why do they need to now sign the accords to for that? When the Avengers could just be like, yeah, we caused this damage. Like, we, we own that. That's yeah. on us. It's classic government stuff. That's what I'm the government just wants to have the control over them. But, like, who's more qualified to fucking make decisions on keeping people safe than the fucking Avengers? They're the mm -hmm. people that are already... They're, you know, they're already keeping the people safe. Yeah, exactly. And, and I wrote it down in my notes. It's like, like, like I don't trust the I don't trust the word of a suit over of or over like a, a battle tested person like Captain America. Like you're telling me a suit has a better idea of like how to save someone over someone who's literally been saving people his entire life. Like, I don't know. Something just doesn't seem right to me. That, that That's where the big disagreement for me is, is like, who's oh, who is the oversight? Because like the UN panel, it seems to me like there's way too much. There's too much. There's too much politics that needs to happen for people to just be saved. Yeah, I mean, li listen, Cap has a great argument, but I just think personally, just as for the Avengers as whole, just for specifically, exactly, like all this is because of lives. You know, this whole entire thing. The main tipping point was lives was wanted blowing up that you know. Mm -hmm. everything. I think just because of those situations, you know, the PR that the Avengers has to gain the trust back is like Thunderball Ross even said he's like some people would rather use vigilantes. And I know you guys said like the whole, you know, point about um, you know, Thor and Banner, why does Ross bring them up? But I feel like he has a strong point. He yeah, he I know he said like if I misplaced a couple thirty megaton nukes, there you'd bet there'd be consequences. Like he has a strong argument there. But he like, did he, he, he did misplace not. the nuke. He was the one who originally misplaced the nuke. That like he, he means like argument Hulk. with the Hulk is, is null and void when he's the mm -hmm. one who originally lost track and, and was it pretty much had him in his care for lack of a better yeah. term. I mean look at but abomination. Man literally made abomination too. Fair, but at the end of the day, like these the point still stands then. Like we're wondering where Thor and Banner are. There's going to be consequences. Yeah. I so mean, I, I can agree with Banner. I think Banner makes sense, but Thor is not even a resident of Earth. He's got no business having Thor's name in his mouth. Thor goes wherever the fuck he wants. Thor doesn't answer to those fucking, mi fucking Midgard fuckers. To suits. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> to fucking suits. That's what I'm saying. Like Hulk, I, I can, I definitely understand that. So I think Hulk is the best example of it. Because like out of all the Avengers, Hulk's the biggest wild card. For that sure. True. Oh yeah, that, like, that's true. I'll, I'll give you that. Because uh, like Hulk being n like not knowing where Hulk is is definitely a problem. I agree. I think that's I think that's an issue that wasn't raised enough, honestly. Because like all of a sudden he he gets angry. He can destroy an entire fucking city. He can destroy the fucking world if he wanted to because he's fucking basically immortal. They so I I think that one of the, like to counter that I think he should have brought up Harlem and what Hulk, Hulk did in Harlem, but that was also yeah, his mm -hmm. fault. So. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I, I still see the point with Thor because, like, Thor is associated with the Avengers. And, you know, just I, I put myself in the shoes of somebody who's living in that world. So, like, when you have somebody like Thor and somebody like Banner, where, like, they have the power that they do and you've seen the power that they can have, it, it, you know, it's, it's kind of scary to think, you know, where the hell are these guys? You know, like, you, you don't know if all of a sudden, you know, somebody from Asgard could be attacking Earth or something in, like, a moment's notice. 
So yeah. I, I, feel, I feel the way I see it is more like a, a perspective of somebody who's actually living in that you know universe who doesn't who's not like an Avenger or anything, but just a casual person who's like living there. You know, it's kind of crazy to see all these guys and know that they have no authority over them. You know that they could do whatever they want. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, we said it before in our chat. We're like, I think that's what makes this movie so great. Is like, you does, can, uh, what are you saying? Uh, the whole point where they brought like, what is um, what was it? It was like, why do uh, it's like, why does Bond and Maximoff have the authority to like attack in Lagos and like, even yeah. if he's like you know, a U.S. based individual or whatever, like they don't. Yeah. Uh, I have a quote from Panama Wild It's like, what would you call a group of U.S.-based enhanced individuals who routinely ignore our sovereign borders and inflict their will wherever they choose and who frankly seem unconcerned about what they leave behind? Like, I, I, I don't know. I disagree with Panama Ross, and I think there needs to be some oversight because it's, it, diplomatically, it's just... It's something that needs to be done. Yeah. Jesus Christ, something's <laughs> popping off. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on over there? But uh, to your point, Mumbrel, I will I will definitely agree with you in terms of Wanda. I think Wanda was like a good, was a good reason for them to bring up because she makes the most sense on like why they'd be scrutinizing her because she isn't even a U.S. citizen at this point, and she's kind of just like mm-hmm. operating with a group of U.S. like basically like mercenaries or like whatever you want to call them, a, a group of U.S. based people. So I think Wanda definitely has the least footing to stand on when in terms of like why is she there? I don't think I think she probably shouldn't have been in the field, and I think. Yeah, no, like, it, 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 I agree with you. I think the PR fire was really bad for them. I think, like, I like, I think Black Widow said that they made some very public mistakes. But I think having making the whole Avengers have to be punished for it, I, I just don't see it. I don't see like all the Avengers having to sign like some document being a part of this, like this basically this. Like, I don't even know how to say it. Like, it it, it seems a little over the top yeah. for me. And I agree, with, I agree with you, Hag. Like, there should the Accords was not. Like, there should have been a middle ground before the accords were signed, in my yeah, opinion. They, they should have been like, all right, if you're going to cause this damage, you could at least help to fix it. See, yeah. like, the, problem, the problem that we have is that we don't really see, like, how they implement the accords. Like, like I know you're part, you're part of a point deal where you're like, you know, how is the, like, the UN's going to have to take a vote? Obviously, that's going to take forever. But we don't know yeah. if there's something in there that, like, can, you know, like, makes these decisions quicker or anything. So it's kind of mm-hmm. hard to see, like, if that would work or not. But, like, yeah. um... I don't know. I just think diplomatically, like they, the the Avengers should have signed it. Like there needs to be some oversight. I know if I was somebody in that world, I would be worried to see these individuals and have no, you know, oversight or anything over them. Just you know, privately owned world. Mm-hmm. Like that shit's fucking crazy to me. Yeah. To the point of the Avengers staying together, because I know you said like your main point is like they should be staying together, and I agree with that. The Avengers should be together, but I feel like if they were put in this panel, it was just a matter of like they were still going to disband. It just wouldn't be at that very moment because I think at some point someone would get pissed off of what they want, where they want them to go. I feel like that's pretty exactly like I feel like maybe it wouldn't be as like volatile as the way they disbanded in Civil War, but I feel like it would still happen regardless. Like because like being their own entity, just like pretty much negates that like if they want to break up that's on their own accords if they want to you know stay together save the world that's on them and then they could just back their own shit they don't have to report back mm-hmm. to anybody yeah but i mean obviously in hindsight tony stark is completely right like w- when we see the events of infinity war how they pull up and they're so like the, the earth is basically unguarded from mm-hmm. thanos to troops like hindsight is 100 20 to, it's 2020 it's like you can see how they should have stayed together but 
I think that it, it wasn't a matter of them like not splitting up. It's just a matter of like when they were going to split up. Like they definitely were going to at some point. Like they would have them sent. They would be sending them somewhere that they're like, all right, this is ridiculous. Like we're not going to do this or whatever, whatever the case may be. So I, I think it just prolonged the inevitable them breaking up that soon. Yeah, I mean that's a fair argument. Like you say, like you know, if that would have happened, you know, maybe mm-hmm. they would have broken up. I I don't I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. But at the same time, we're kind of like going off of hypotheticals. Yeah, so like, you know, I don't really see like that happening. I feel like if they were to sign the accord, you know, they're all, you know, going to where they have to go as a group and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, obviously it could have happened. You don't really know if, you know, if the accord were signed, then maybe they would have split up. But, I mean, who knows? But, I mean, like you said, uh, you know, the <laughs> the accords not being signed kind of led to the events of Infinity War and Endgame, in my opinion. Yeah. No, for sure. I mean, if all the Avengers were still there when they came to New York, it would be a very different fight. That's true. Yeah, I don't, that, that's a that's a whole different debate if we want to get into that. But you know, mm-hmm. we yeah, we've already gotten into that. That has been very heated yeah. in our group yeah. chat before. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, after all the Avengers, I do gotta so, say, I, I think I think Steve was pretty selfish. Not you know, not signing. I think he was. I'm not gonna lie. That whole scene where um, interest though. He was, yeah, but I think the the main scene that kind of gets me tight is um like Steve and Tony talking after Steve got arrested. You know, I think the main thing that uh, Tony said that really makes me on his side is that the things could be he said these things could be amended. You know, yeah, we decide and put out the PR fire. Like who amends amended? Like who amends that? Them or, or the suits? Uh, I'm sure them and the suits would work together to amend that. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it would just be one or the other really amending that. I think after, you know, everything is settled down, I feel like they could have amended it. I don't I don't think the Accords were really, like, if they signed it, they'd have to follow it for years to go. I think, you know, they just needed something to put out to the public and say, you know, the Avengers are under control. And then after yeah. that, they could have amended it. And then, yeah. you, know, you know, probably could have been stopped. Yeah. So. I, I, think, I think the reason why, I mean, like, Steve changed his mind because he realized, like, like he said himself, like protection. Like as soon as he started, as soon as Tony used the word protection, it kind of like, it kind of like made him like realize that, like, it's just not. I don't even know how to word it properly. Like, it's just not, like, the, the best way of doing things. Like the fact you have to protect these people, and I think also is just uh, Steve just saw Wanda as like a like the kid this entire movie. Like you could tell, like he always like was there to comfort her. Like even when Ross was showing like all the deaths and. Um, wherever the hell they were in Nigeria or wherever it was. And like, you know, he told her to turn it, he told him to turn it off after he saw that she was being horrified by it, by it. So I think like him just seeing her as like a kid and then like seeing, seeing Tony's response to it. I feel like he kind of like Tony reflects like what the governments of the world are going to do where it's like, Oh yeah, she's so dangerous. Even though she's a kid, like we got to just immediately put her like lock her away somewhere. And he kind of sees that as like the future for like, what's going to be in store for her. But I could be wrong. That, that's definitely possible. But at the same time, like it's not like, you know, that's another thing that gets me tight. You know, it's not like Tony, you know, threw her in the basement, locked in a room, you know, and just yeah. said uh, goodbye. It's, no, it's like, one spot. Like, it, whether it's, you know, the entirety of Avengers Campus, like, obviously, she's going to want to go somewhere. She wants to go to the store. Like, mm-hmm. hey, that's still cruel. But, but to... to to not to have the reasoning be that you don't want to sign because or at least to have the reason that you get turned off from signing is because you think Wanda is imprisoned in the Avengers compound. It's 
I don't necessarily see it as cruel. I see it as something necessary at the time. Like I said, again, the news was absolutely degrading the Avengers and specifically Wanda Maximoff. So I think for her to be, you know, to hide out for a little bit, I think was a little bit, you know, necessary. Yeah. At least for the time being until everything mm-hmm. cooled down. I don't think they would have necessarily kept Wanda, you know, imprisoned for a while. But I, don't I think know. at least for the time, you know, being Mm-hmm. I, I think it was the right move to have her, you know, yeah. out at least for a little bit, keep her low yeah. key. I mean, I, I like you said, we are talking hypotheticals, but I, I could see the world, the nations of the world, just literally putting her on ice until they figure out what they can do with her. Let them figure out like how they can control her, because like she's just like too mm-hmm. powerful. Like she has too much raw strength for them to just like put a leash on her. Like she's not like a Steve Rogers where you can just like kind of like put put her in handcuffs. Like yeah, like, she, she has is like chaos little, magic. Yeah, like obviously they don't know that, but like they know that like she's just not just like it's not as like easy to explain. It's like oh yeah, Steve's a super soldier. He's got enhanced senses. Like she can literally like, I mean her powers are literally like like even when Hill was trying to explain it in the last movie, like she's kind of just like she's kind of a wild card with that shit. Like it's not something you can just explain to someone or make a defense for. Man. So I I could see them like keeping her like on ice for a while, but I mean it's all hypotheticals. But I will agree with you. I'm team Captain. I'm t- I'm team Iron Man at the end though. When they fucking run up on his ass, when 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 they don't give fucking Iron Man the one v one against Bucky. Yeah, it's team Iron, Iron Man. Man then. That's got to be one of my favorite scenes in the movie when he's like uh, analyzes fight patterns. Yeah, that's definitely it. But uh, mm-hmm. just on your point of Wanda, I feel like because um, Stark specifically says like they can get Wanda reinstated. So I feel like that has to have some sort of meaning where you know you know they get Wanda back into the Avengers if you know everything signs and everything goes well. I don't think that necessarily means that they you know keep Wanda grounded. I feel like there would be you know Wanda getting reinstated into the Avengers and they've let her go free. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. There definitely is a lot more like background information and this like follow up information we'd need. But it's Team Cap. Yeah, exactly. It's Team Cap. Rather team die, Team Cap. Team Cap all the way. Fuck the suits. No cap. Uh, all I'm saying is if anybody in Marvel is listening, I think what if the Accord was signed would be a fantastic episode for season two. I don't that know why didn't do it in season one. I don't know why mm-hmm. they didn't do it in season one. I think that's one of the biggest questions that everybody's asking. But, that's true. Yeah, like basically, basically, like what if the Avengers were there to fight Thanos when he invaded Earth? Basically, pretty much. Yeah, that would be cool. As what, fuck. what if the airport scene never happened? What if? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely need that. The question, like, what what would happen if, like, you know, how how would the Tony and Cap scene play out with Bucky and then finding in Siberia? You know, mm-hmm. Tony, his mother where, died. Where would some of these other characters be? Like. Black Panther or Spider Man, Ant Man. Spider Man even be in the MCU? Would Spider Man be even be in the MCU? That's what I'm saying. There's like a whole bunch of questions. I don't know why they didn't do it in season one. Yeah, I hope that 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 would be pretty cool if they do it at least some point down the line. Yeah, hopefully in season two or something. Need to see Mm -hmm. that. But uh, that's that's really all I got for my. uh, for my debate for the team cap team iron man but I, i'll say it again like it's a great movie because you kind of you feel both sides throughout the movie like there's definitely scenes that pull you more towards one side or the other mm-hmm. like you kind of you, you're sympathetic for both sides of the story but for me i'm just more i'm just more of a team i'm just more of a cap kind of guy in terms of like my stance on the situation and i think yeah, I, right. 
Uh, Iron Man's just a little like I think hit the problem with his with like with his way of doing things is that like, he's the one who's responsible for like a lot of the things that they are saying. So I feel like he's kind of like a biased source. Like, of course he wants to be put in check because he's like the biggest. Like, like the man literally destroyed a fucking. The man literally destroyed a fucking city. Like he created something yeah. that destroyed an entire fucking city. Ultron is ridiculous, and that was entirely his creation. But yeah. I will admit the the one you know the big kind of like downside to Tony's side is that he really is acting on emotion and guilt uh-huh. heavily, and yeah. it does kind of like you know sway like influence him heavily. I feel like it's you know especially in his recruitment to spider-man i feel like him telling spider-man that you know cap is wrong and that makes him dangerous i feel like that's kind of just like him using his influence and him like using his guilt i don't know to turn more people to his side that's just like yeah a big downside to tony's side because even like in the beginning obviously when the woman in the elevator he's like you know there's a correlation between uh was it guilt and kindness or something like that Mm-hmm. yeah like guilt and generosity or whatever it is yeah. yeah exactly it's like i feel like tony's guilt like you guys said of ultron and you know all the damage that he's done it kind of like drives him to you know want the you know the kind of like the blame to shift from the avengers to somebody else so he doesn't yeah. really have to deal with all that guilt so yeah. i will say that's like th- there's arguments made to be both sides but mm-hmm. i can see it's i can see like, like, yeah, like iron man is a little bit more biased like he's just got yeah. a little bit more like like he's a little bit more conflict of interest in his decision to make. Where mm-hmm. Cap is a little Cap bit more is, like yeah, Cap is a lot more level head than Tony mm-hmm. is throughout this movie, especially at the end when uh you know Tony finds out that Bucky killed his mother. But yeah, yeah. So I mean, I I guess you could I guess the question could be asked then, what would you so do you think Iron Man should have like killed Bucky or like do you think he was right or? Or like you think you should I mean, like I mean like I, I'm not saying talk it over because you're not really gonna t- have a conversation with someone after seeing that video, but basically yeah. what I'm saying like do you, do you think his response was like valid, like just trying to murder him and then fucking beating the shit out of Steve after like basically like re after like after like basically apologizing for turning on him and then he turns on him again. Mm-hmm. I feel like that whole scene was just a result of like all the built up frustration of him trying to bring in Steve and everything, Steve and Bucky, even like though he's trying to like apologize and you know come back to him. I feel like just all the built-up frustration finally seeing that, you know, one of Bucky's mission was to kill his mother and his father, or I guess specifically his mother, because he didn't really mention his father. But, yeah. uh, I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, killing him really wouldn't, you know, change anything. His mother would still be gone. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. I don't know. At the end of the day, you know, you can't blame him for wanting to kill the guy who killed his mother. Yeah. To me, I feel like as soon as he blew off his arm, I feel like that kind of is like where you're equal. Like, obviously, you're not equal because, I mean, like, I guess he, he technically didn't kill. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, it wasn't him first and foremost, but, like, you're kind of, like, destroying the Winter Soldier at that point. Like, like that arm represents the Winter Soldier. It's even got the Soviet star on it. Yeah. Like, I, like obviously, he's not just going to stop. Like, he's got, he got the taste for blood. And, obviously, Bucky fighting him back certainly wasn't helping. Oh, not yeah. at all. I feel like the main scene that was really problematic because he was like, "Do you remember them?" And Bucky was like, "I remember them all." And it's like, Damn. yeah, he had a little smile at the end of it. Honestly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was he was kind of rocking with it a little too much. It's like, yeah, I remember. <laughs> no, but that that's all uh, bef- we really got on the uh, the whole Team Cat versus Team Iron Man debate. Yeah, uh, there will yeah. be a, a poll uh, in Spotify below. If you want to vote, if you are Team Cap or Team Iron Man, yeah, you give it a little peek, take a little a little look see. 
Mm-hmm. But uh, I think the last thing we do have to cover is the post-credit scene. Oh, there were two of them this week. Yeah, Indeed. both fantastic credits. Uh, post-credit scenes. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, the first one we do have, you know, Bucky being put back on ice at Wakanda to you know get rid of the brainwashing, which we do end up mm-hmm. seeing in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And it's just a it's nice world building to set up for Black Panther, which we did get two years later. Um, I think the addition that we saw in Black and uh fucking another Winter Soldier of uh, Bucky finally being freed, I think that just adds a lot more to this post credit scene. No, it absolutely does. Let them try. <laughs> Your friend and my father, they were both victims. If I can help one of them find peace. So tough. Yeah, like, I think we all said it. Um, and I agree with whoever said it. like this is by far Chatwick's best movie. Like, like maybe not. Yeah, I feel like yeah, just in terms of like his like development, I think is by his best movie. I just feel like he's like the most enjoyable as a character in this movie. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. not a big fan of him in in his own movie. I mean, he's still good. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. it's just not the same level. Yeah. But the uh, other one we had was just Spider-Man in his back in his room. Uh, and then he has the spider symbol. Uh, off yeah, that's so shooters. Got the this is crazy to see how far we've came from that post-credit scene, and now this guy is literally like the MCU. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a little ridiculous. Yeah, it's crazy. I like at the end of it, we see um, Spider-Man will return. And then you got all these characters. You got all these characters, and then the one they chose to say return to Spider-Man. Yes, sir. Because they 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 knew they knew what the, they knew what we needed. Yeah, they knew. They knew Tom had the intangibles. Facts. Speaking of the intangibles, the Russo bros got the fucking intangibles. That's Let me tell you something. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, the Russo bros can pull up and fucking do whatever they want to my significant other. I don't care, bro. Free of charge. For making those movies, we're straight. I would fucking pay them to do whatever they want to my wife, man. That's true. Or my husband. You know, <laughs> you know one of them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the Rooster Bros can pull up and take me on too. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, honestly, yeah. No, but they, the they definitely the bang uh, bros. They make the best movies in, in the uh, in the MCU for a reason. By far, yeah, absolutely mm-hmm. by far. So I feel uh, like there's a Joss Whedon, bro. Yeah, sure, <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> fuck Joss Whedon. <clears throat> All my homies hate Joss Whedon. No cap, no cap, no cap. But I think it's a good transition over to the uh, movie ranking. Um, yes, I don't sir. know if, uh, Mumbrella, you want to go first on your ranking, your unbiased ranking. My unbiased ranking. So I've already said, you know, <laughs> pending No Way Home, this movie is top two and not number two. But mm-hmm. um, to give it like a number rating, I think I would honestly give it like a 9.6. I feel like it sits pretty as a 9.6. That's calm. Yeah, I kind of expected that from you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, at least, at least it isn't a ten. I was gonna cut your ass yeah, if you said yeah. a ten. I agree. I can't, I can't give I any can't. movie a ten. There's absolutely no movie deserves a ten. There's always something that you know. Yeah, yeah. There's always a little something that you can nitpick. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. For I can't sure. really pinpoint exactly what the little thing in this movie is, but there's always there's a little thing in here that doesn't make it yeah. a ten. It might be Ant Man, to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm not a. <laughs> Not Hawkeye. Right, right. Nah, his I'm actually watching the movie in the background. His intro just passed, and I gotta say, I actually like his costume in this movie. 
I think it's his best costume. Oh. Hawkeye. Just the way that oh he looks. God. Oh my fucking god. You fucking when there's like bow that turns into a staff. Yeah, bro, that shit kinda hard. I'm not I'm not gonna lie. No more I, know, I know I should have stretched. <laughs> <laughs> no more hawk. No we were supposed to go skiing this weekend. <laughs> but uh Jason, I don't know if you, uh, I don't know if you had a yeah, I can have a ten. Give it like a solid like nine out of ten, honestly. Mm. That's calm. It's better. It's yeah. like the best of the of the three cat movies, and yeah, you know, it just goes hard. Yeah, no, would you sure. say like it's, it's a top three MCU movies? Or it's in my top five for sure. Top five. Top yeah, five. it's probably like four. It's probably like uh, Infinity War, Endgame, No Way Home, than this. But like maybe mm-hmm. those top three are mixed up a little bit. See, I got No Way Home pending in my in my list just because I need to see it a few more times. But um, need to let it cool off a minute. Yeah, exactly. Let it breathe. Yeah. yeah. But I have it at a uh, I have it at a nine point one out of ten. That's what I got it at right now. That's fair. Uh, yeah, and I'll just say that I think the Captain America trilogy is just the most consistent one. Like every single one of them goes up. Yeah. No like it's crazy how, it's crazy how you can go from the first one which is a very great movie to the winter soldier which is an amazing movie to this movie which is like like you said like it's got a couple of things that stop it from being like the best but in it's my opinion there. oh yeah for sure it's a, it's a contender yeah i mean i don't, i have mine right next to yours at a 9.2 for the mm-hmm. same reasons it's fantastic it it feels like both a captain america as well as an avengers movie mm-hmm. it does the best you know Best characterizations of all the characters that we've seen, and the continuity and the repercussions of it, fantastic. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, there's really not many bad things you could say about this movie. Mm-hmm. Very true. So I have a question for you guys. I don't know if you guys, uh, if it's all gonna be the same answer, but this tril- uh, Captain America trilogy or Spider Man trilogy? Spider Man. Yeah. Mm. I don't know, yeah. to be honest with you. I, yeah. I think I'd give it Spider-Man just because I think that, like, there's this, it's just, Tom Holland just, he's just on another level. Like, it's guy. tough. Because, exactly, because, like, because obviously Chris Evans is is definitely in that same boat. Like, I'm not going to slight Chris Evans in any means. I just think that every Spider-Man just has so action-packed, where I can I can definitely see the first Captain America movie. It definitely has its slow points. But the, the second two, like, the last two movies are – Absolutely fantastic in the Cap trilogy, but No Way Home is just such a heavy hitter. It's got yeah. such a fat cock. I'd agree. I think honestly, if we're going like you know the first one, second one, third one, I think Homecoming uh, beats out First Avenger. Yeah, by a pretty hefty margin, to be honest with you. Yeah. But I think Winter Soldier yeah. definitely beats out Far From Home, and then it really just comes up to the last ones, and yeah. I, I think. I think No Way Home you know, takes yeah. it for Spider-Man, at least for me. It's a split decision. Yeah. So. It's not yeah. close. But, you know, nothing to talk, you know, not, not talking bad about Cap's trilogy at all. This is, they yeah, could second, be a better trilogy. I wouldn't go with that argument. Second best trilogy if it's not one. Yes, sir. Absolutely, yeah. Show. Besides, nah, besides, uh, maybe, besides, maybe Thor. Yeah, never that, never that. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 don't no, say it. Don't, don't say that movie. Can't say that. Can you edit that out? I can try. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But that's all I got for uh, Captain America Civil War. Yes, sir. I can go on and on. We, we really barely even touched the airport scene. We barely touched the Cap versus Tony. Yeah. Scene. I can go on I mean, and on. I, I mean, yeah, if you want to go on and on, please. This is this is this is this is the Mumbarella staying cast. This is the Mumba cast. I, mean, I feel like we haven't given enough love to the airport scene. If we want to give a little bit of love, it's just on Jolly. my team now. So. Yeah, yeah. What's your little... to this? But what's your favorite part of the airport scene? You know, the one question I do have on the airport scene is that you know, t- Tony calls in Spider Man. You know, webs up Cap's arms, steals the shield. But then you know they already have the plan where like Hawkeye is gonna. You know, shoot the arrow, break Cap out of Spider Man's webs, and Ant Man's gonna steal Spider Man. I mean, the shield back from Spider Man. That kind of got me a little confused. Like, how do they know, you know, to prepare for Spider Man to set up a plan? Mm -hmm. They didn't. What they did know is that um, they figured that Tony's first instinct would be to get the shield away from Cap. True. Okay. I mean, that makes a lot. So Ant Man was probably to set up to whoever had the shield, and it just happened to be Spider Man. That makes sense. That does make sense. But mm-hmm. um, just overall, I, I love seeing these guys fighting each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, just seeing everybody's powers. I love seeing uh, fucking Scarlet Tits saving everybody. Saves Hawkeye, fucking blows Black Widow out. You're pulling out yeah. Fucking truck. And then just the lineup scene mm-hmm. is fucking crazy. Yeah. I thought that was a water truck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was all. <laughs> fucking Rhodey with shit on this entire fight. Yeah, he really does. Yeah, he he really does nothing. He does fucking nothing. And then, then like that one, and the scene when I, Big Ant Man, fucking Giant Man, or whatever it is, is, is like about to throw the trail at him, and he dumps like his entire fucking ammunition club and just destroying. Like, just move out of the way, bro. <laughs> it's kind of hard though, him just throwing the entire clip at that truck. No, it's cool because it's cool just seeing like the entire arsenal of the war machine. Because I mean, that man's got yeah. he's got he's got toolies for days. But it's, it's still a little, it's still a little like over the top. It's like, man, just fly away instead of dumping the whole clip. Like, why don't you? Yeah, she, like, he, he gotta dump that clip on one of the fucking people he's fighting. Honestly, can you imagine that Hawkeye getting lit up with that? Definitely, Jesus. R.I.P. Hawkeye. He'd be switched cheese. Imagine going back to his family with like his legs blown off. Hawkeye's pulling up, looking like fucking Swiss cheese, pulling up with goddamn holes in him. But in terms of the airport scene, I think. My favorite part of the airport scene probably is fucking just vision chatting the entire time. Honestly, like when he just pulls up Captain Rogers. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That scene is the best. Um, mm-hmm. I also like uh, Spider-Man fighting Bucky and Falcon. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. spider Man's is constantly um, just chatting and everyone's just trying to tell him like there's not enough talking. Like there's not this much talking in a battle. Yeah. Like, you know, Stark says it to him, Falcon says it to him, and then Cap says it to him. Or like, there's not like pretty much telling yeah. that happened in the fight. I think that's pretty yeah. funny. Uh, I think they're so good at uh, like showing Spider-Man's like uh, feats of strength, but being subtle with it. I think they do a great job with that. Like yeah, when he just catches that. Bucky's arm. They do that throughout the entirety of the MCU, just showing how subtle his strength is. Mm-hmm. Hey, buddy, I think you lost this. <laughs> <laughs> she fucking slings the flyer back to him. That shit's yeah. hilarious. This is um, every part of this scene is so tough. I also got to give big props to Disney for putting this scene in IMAX. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it's so crispy, it's beautiful, it's amazing, it's absolutely amazing. Like I'm just going lineup scene, which is it's just tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like when it switches over, like when they when the caps walking out of like that tunnel area or whatever it is, like it is 
night and day. Like it, it becomes like Team Crispy times a hundred. Yeah, absolutely. You just see like the the screen widen. Mm-hmm. And it's tough. Yeah, the, the whole thing with Hawkeye, how he's like shooting at him or whatever it was. He's like made you look. Like I, I, I think that's a little ridiculous. I think that seems a little. It's Hawkeye. Yeah, I love that scene. This <laughs> <laughs> scene's kind of tough. I don't know. Yeah, shot, shot eighteen, made eighteen, or whatever the fuck he's talking about. Good list, Umbrella. Made eighteen. Umbrella just reminded me of uh, of something that I wanted to <clears throat> bring up. Okay, so I found this theory similar to like I did last week on Reddit. Um, that pretty much it's it. This one's just simple. It says the spider that bit Peter was from Stark Industries, since there's no Oscorp in the MCU, which is why Tony paid attention to him from the beginning. And then treated Peter like a son, which kind of makes sense. That's interesting. I mean, Definitely. it's 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 an interesting thing to think about, especially because it, like, it, it makes sense in the story, like why and you know, how Tony found Peter and like how yeah. you know all his abilities. It does, you know, it adds a lot to the story. It makes it make more sense, especially yeah. since there is no Oscorp, especially confirmed by No Way Home. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. but it also like, makes that- more sense, like where you know. Where I was, why was I wish we could see that? Hopefully, in the future, we could see you know maybe Peter, you know, going to Stark Industries and getting bit by that spider or something. Well, the freshman year yeah. cartoon is supposed to be, yeah, showing the beginning years of of you know him. Hopefully, that, that, that would something. definitely be that would be, yeah, cool. that'd be interesting to see. That theory ends up being confirmed. That'd be pretty pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, but it's, it's, yeah. It's just something interesting to think about. Mm-hmm. Anything else to uh anything else on your mind, Mumbrella, about this movie? <laughs> oh my god. All right. We're unfortunately Mumbrella, we can't have this thing going for forever. Nah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so we haven't we haven't even started yet. We're only halfway through the stain cast right now. Hey, come on. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I expect this to be three hours, bro. Fellas uh <laughs> trying to make plans. Nah, we're good. We can you already know I've been chatting about this movie. I've been chatting about it too much. Y'all know what I need to say about this movie. This <laughs> yeah, movie but it, absolutely goaded. It is. Yeah, so, so if the spit roast of Civil War is over, I think that means we got to uh, jump into the uh, post credit scene. Oh, yeah. risky. Let's go. All right, wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful. So... We're experimenting with doing more stuff with the post-credit scene because, like, I, I just like changing it up. I think doing the same thing every week is kind of a little bit too linear for us, especially for a post-credit scene. It's supposed to be kind of just like whatever the fuck you want to talk about. But uh, me and Hag were uh, chatting around about uh, there, there's an app, uh, Last FM, where it's basically like the exact same thing as like you know it's stats for Spotify that shit that tells you like all the the music you've been listening to. So me and Hag already have ours pulled up, but we didn't even tell you guys this beforehand. So. Yeah. Uh, like what we have is it, it basically says like um, it calls it Scrabbles for some reason. It just ha- means how you listen. I don't know why they have to be so crazy and call it Scrabble, whatever. So it tells you like the top artists for like you can choose like a week, a month, a year, whatever you want to end up doing. But uh, I guess I'll start with my top artist for the week to surprise to nobody. To the weekend. The weekend. Um, yeah. <laughs> Following up from my top album being Dawn FM. And my top track actually isn't anything from the weekend. It's something from Jane, one of Jaden Smith's albums, Rainbow Bat. But I've just been sucking that song for no fucking reason. But 
I've actually haven't been listening that much music because like, it's super in depth. Like, if you guys are uh, interested in like breaking down how you listen to music, like it's super in depth. It tells you like how many different artists, how many different albums, how many different tracks you've listened to for that so week. It's, so, uh, it's an app. Last off at .fm. Yeah, it's an app. So you, you sign in. Like, it even has like a listening clock, so it tells you like at what time of the day you're listening to the most. Uh, apparently, I listened the most at three o'clock this week. I don't know what's the relevance of that, but I think that's interesting. Apparently, at three like o'clock, three p.m. Yeah, yeah, not three a.m. No, yeah, three p.m. Yeah. I ain't, I ain't listening to music like that that late at night. But yeah, so apparently, three p.m. is when I listen to music the most. But I don't know if you have yours pulled up, Peg. If you want to uh, give for us some a taste, reason, I've connected my Spotify three times and it has not connected my Spotify, so I don't really know what's going on with it right now. Tough. Tough, tough. That's what I'm saying. That's a bad look, bro. I'm out here well, fucking giving you guys all the details. Spotify, so I'm next. Yeah. yeah. My Spotify. No surprise. The weekend is in my top three. Last, uh, mm-hmm. My top songs for the last four weeks. No yeah. surprise. For the last four weeks, my top artists are The Weeknd, Sleepy Hollow, and Pop Smoke. You fucking with Pop Smoke? And then followed by Kanye West. Pop Smoke. I guess I've been sucking past smoke recently again. I got Kanye up at number one. He's still he's been up there for a while. I got Kanye the weekend and then Mr. Boogie with the hoodie. Boogie. You must you rocking with that eight, uh, that EP mom? I am actually. I'm not gonna lie, like the first three songs are pretty tough. But uh mm-hmm. the last three songs kinda, you know, fade off a little bit. A little slow. And yeah. you know, not really listen to him too often, but I'm sure that's exactly what the album's gonna be with the A Boogie and the artist side, but uh, mm-hmm. I'm so far I'm waiting for that album to drop soon, soon. Hopefully, hopefully, yeah, Utopia soon. Moist, I don't know if you have anything for recent music. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm just, uh, uh, you know, I'd be staying stuck in the classics, Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see, oh, I've been listening to some. Uh, the new Denzel track, Walking, that shit's pretty tough. Yeah. I mean, I gotta course, yeah, I've been messing with it. Yeah, I listened to the, um, what fucking album was it? Um, Crap. I know, I think you guys were talking about it. I think it was two Staincasts ago. I forgot who it was. It was a like it was like a newer album that came Earl? out recently. Earl's album? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was Earl's, Earl's album. Yeah, that, that, yeah, I know it is. I was fucking with it. Hold on. Let me make sure like that's six, what I'm talking 2010. about. Mm-hmm. Well, let me pull it up just so I can tell you what songs I was rock because the production on on that album is fucking really good. Oh, no, fucking... like, production is always top tier. It's always just like something yeah. crazy, something you never heard before. Yeah, I like 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 mo- like most of the intro songs, like "Old Friend," "2010," yeah. "Sick." Wait, hold on one second. Yeah, because because I get, I get confused because like when I listen to albums, like I don't always like see like when the song changes, like when I listen to it for the first time. But some of the songs mm-hmm. I have added, I had. Uh, Vision is tough. I think I think that's the one. If I'm thinking about the right one, one of them had like a really yeah, good Vision feature on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I Power think it was Vision. that one. I, I just like changing up every once in a while because obviously I love hip hop, I love rap, but like every once in a while it's just it's just good to, to get a different take on it, different type mm-hmm. of song. That, that's why the Tory Lanes and uh, the Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack album. I don't know. I can't think about what the hell it's called. An evening with AC. Yeah, yeah. An evening with an evening with AC. Yeah, I, I just like to switch it up every once in a while. It's it's a nice little uh, nice little turnaround. Yeah, uh, Chopper's EP had some pretty tough songs on it. I like do. The, the one with Money Hagio and Young Thug. Those are tough songs. Yeah, those two are tough songs. Shot of Flow Six. 
Shadowfall Six was on it. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, it's the first song. Shadowful oh my Six. god, man! How many fucking times are you gonna remake that song? Apparently, it's like they would have like seven or eight right now. I think so. Probably made it's it something like that. Jesus, that uh, that album cover ain't it though. No, it's not. It's hideous. Me versus me. It is no me. <laughs> me versus me. <laughs> e. e. E versus E, yeah, that's the official name for that album. Is E versus it's an EP, really? What the fuck? Yeah, somehow it's a an EP with that's a that's an EP with sixteen EP. songs. Jesus, that should be an album. That's what I'm saying. I haven't listened to the song Apollo G. Actually, is that song good? The jumping. Yeah, that was a little bit ago. That was actually pretty good. Yeah, I fucked a bit. Hmm. But uh, that's all. That's all I got for new music. I mean, like we, I have like some stuff for this or that. But I mean, I don't know how long we've been going on for. I don't want this episode to be too long. Like I hate yeah, when we, they're... we've been going on for a minute. We started recording at like a little after eight. Okay. Yeah. So I, I'm good to close this business out because I don't like them being too long. Like because it's, it's a little hard for people to listen to it when it's fucking od long. Yeah. It's a little bit. Too, it's a little bit, two hour marks. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit ant- antagonizing. A little bit intimidating. Yeah, but true, true. We, we do want to thank you guys for coming. Thank you for yeah. having us. Thank you. Yeah, thank course. you guys for coming on. Thank you guys for mm-hmm. listening. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Check out our Redbubble shop. This is going to be weird every single time. <laughs> um, Check out the merch. Don't, don't cop, forget. Cop a comforter. Don't forget <laughs> that we are doing the giveaway. We hit 70 followers on Instagram and we will be giving away. Either a shirt or a hat. Indeed, indeed. And also keep an eye out for our Instagram. Um, we I kind of have a schedule for it now. Like Wednesday's number when I'm gonna post like the hype video, the Tom Brady 12-esque video for the, for the next week's episode. So keep an eye out for the question for next week's Staincast. I'm gonna put that on my story of oh, the Instagram story. And then the post is normally just gonna be for the episode. Yep, so keep so an eye out. Also, don't forget to answer any of the questions or polls. That we post on both Instagram, Twitter, and Spotify. Mm-hmm. Uh, we appreciate all the support, and uh, we'll see you guys next week for Black Widow. A toy. Yeah, Black Widow is stupid mid, but we'll get into that.